Hello and welcome to Adventures in AI, where the Insight Flow team members share things that have caught our attention over the past week and talk about our own experiences in the world of AI. If you'd like to talk to us about any of the topics discussed in this episode, email us on AI, AI at insightflow.io. That's AI, AI at insightflow.io. Or you can follow us at insightflow1 on X or insightflow-io on LinkedIn. I'm Giles. I'm Rich. And I'm Graham. And this week, we're going to do another one of our sessions of looking at today's applications of AI, things you can actually do usefully today. And um, this one is, is, is one of Giles's favorite conversations. So we're going to be looking at, at the fact that you can use AI to help you create mentors and personalize mentors and actually vastly increase the coaching and mentoring that you can do for your teams. So Giles, your favorite topic at the moment. It is. Well, it's, it's an area where I think um, AI has a, a massive amount to offer. So, so I think uh, I'll, just to set this up, there's kind of two ways or two sides to this. One is the, the mentor or coach, and the other is the mentee or coachee, I guess it is. Um, so if you're providing coaching or mentoring services, then, and I'll take a really simple example of, of just a fitness coach, for example, uh, then you can only take on the number of clients that you have uh, is based on the number of hours you've got in the day where you can work. Uh, and so you can't really scale. If you're offering that as a business, you can't really scale. Um, and the only way you can scale, which a lot of people have done, is starting things like a, a podcast or a YouTube channel. And, and then you can dispense your advice more widely. Coachy or uh, mentory then you only have access to your coach or mentor at the times that you've scheduled with them. Uh, and so one of the things that, you know, imagine you have a 24-7 version of your coach or mentor, then uh, that's one of the things that AI can potentially give you. And, and just to give some examples of, you know, how is this being used at the moment? So there are actually quite a lot of um, fitness coaches, uh, mentors and things. One of the most interesting kind of implementation I saw is uh, so this guy called Gary Vanachuk, who has a very popular YouTube channel. Um, and someone had basically taken all of the videos from his YouTube channel, uh, run them into a vector store, and then basically built a Gary Vanachuk AI coach on top of that um which i think you know is just it's kind of funny and and brilliant at the same time uh, so so that gives you an example of the kinds of things once you've got not a, a a knowledge base of some sort then you can start to add mentoring and coaching on top of that um and you know obviously we're focused more on business so for us the kind of areas in business that you might want to think about are uh, you know employee well-being employee mental health uh, learning and development sort of skills development um, things like safety uh, potentially things like risk management kind of linked linked to that um, but also uh, you know at, at, you can take a load of very specific areas of subject matter and go, okay, well, how do I elevate the skills that my team has or my staff have uh, and help them really develop um, using 
an always-on coach. Um, so, you know, pers personally, <clears throat> I find that really quite exciting. Um, I do think there are technical challenges involved, but I'm kind of curious to hear what you guys think about that as an area and, and any experiences you may have had already in that. Yeah, so I, for me, mentoring, it's, it's a really interesting topic because it, it's something that I've, I've used myself um, quite a lot probably so far in, in terms of um, professional setting and my hobbies as well. And there's a really simple way for, for anybody to set up a mentor for themselves um, if you can find the knowledge base um be that a tutorials youtube videos yourself put them into a knowledge base and you can set up um a mentor for yourself and i think what's really interesting about offering this as like a, as a professional service is actually there's a huge amount of value in actually how that knowledge base has been tailored and the information that you're putting across and and you and if you are um, a mentor yourself, that's what that's what a lot of your value is. It's your knowledge, so it's certainly worth the time. Um, put getting that down. You've probably already got it down, but getting it into a, a digestible format for for AI. I think there's a really interesting piece in this, and we've talked about it or alluded to it in, in many of our podcasts. This idea of of the the imaginary friend. I think we were joking about a, a couple of weeks ago. This idea that says that. Everybody has accessibility, access to somebody who doesn't judge, but does answer questions and does, um, and and is always available to throw ideas against. And I think it feels to me really profound across a whole variety of work contexts that that we can create mentors, call them mentors, but we can create those supporting guiding voices for for our workforce um and it feels to me that there's a there's a there's an odd ambiguity here that we're we're in one sense creating a situation where people are never alone uh and secondly actually encouraging them to talk to machines and not to people uh, which is a bit odd but I, I do agree with you Giles I do think there's a a really exciting opportunity for creating mentors and I think I'm even more excited by the fact that it is actually one of the parts of the AI conversation that's available to us today rather than you know some of our sort of navel gazing pieces that we do about what AI might be in the future we never do that I don't know what you're talking about and I think one of the so the, one of the interesting points about AI mentors and I think it's probably a question that a lot of people would have is how can I still ensure that um it, I, I can create a personalized learning journey for the user. And so the example that I'm going to give is if you think of, say, you're studying for your for your A-levels, you've got your maths teacher that, that's teaching you, but then also quite often students will have like a, a personal one-on-one -on -one tutor as well outside of school. And so if you're starting to think, how can the AI um, operating, I guess, both of those two fields, um, a, it, it can have all of the information that, that your maths teacher would have in terms of the syllabus. But what the um, what the personal tutor gives you is the one-on-one -on -one time and support which the AI gives you, and it can actually give you 24 um, hours a day. The thing that the, the question that some people might have is actually that one-on-one -on -one tutor is, is actually, it's giving you a personalized learning journey because that 
tutor knows what you're good at um, and knows what you're not good at and, and knows how to design um, your, your sessions together to get you up to the point that you need to be. Um, and I, I think you can start to design personalized learning journeys um, um, with an AI mentor, but it's a step that certainly kind of needs to be done um, first um, with each of your like um, potential people that are, that are going to be taking up your, your course or your, or your information. And when you design it that way, um, you get to a point where actually you're, you're giving, getting kind of like 80, 90% of all the benefits of a, of a human um, mentor plus the 24 seven interactivity. Yeah, I think so. One of the things I find really interesting about this, generally as a space, apart from the fact that you know it, it, it could signal the death knell of McKinsey, which we've talked about before, uh, but but putting that to one side for a second, um, what I find interesting about it is the ability to properly digitize a person in a way that is kind of recognizably them. So going back to the Gary Vaynerchuk example, uh, the person that built the assistant had obviously, uh, as well as just programming in the knowledge, um, which would make it relatively dry, it had, it had also, or they'd also programmed in or kind of prompted the model to behave in particular ways and to use particular turns of phrase and all of the other things that make humans feel more human. Uh, and I think that side of things for me it, it creates uh, a huge opportunity, but I think actually also has the potential to do one of the things that the internet always does, which is massively concentrate um, people's uh, attention onto a very small number of, uh, in this case, men mentors and coaches. So, um, you know, it, you, it, it tends to make the popular ones more popular. Um, and leave less space for lots and lots of different competitors, unlike the real world where, you know, you, a, a uh, personal trainer, for example, um, you can have thousands of them because you've got thousands of people that need permanent, per, not permanent training, that need, need a personal training. Um, and so, so for them, there's a risk, I suppose, around AI and creating these coaches is always on 24 7 you know you don't have to book your slot with your uh with your coach or mentor you just dip in and out of them whenever you need them um now you know if you take the personal training example i think there are other one of the main things that a personal trainer does is force you to actually get up and train <laughs> so so i think they're offering a different set of value that you can't probably offer as well with an AI, although again, you know, having an AI that badges you to get out of bed and go to the gym um, is, is I guess, possible. It's just the the human part of it that actually means you're going to get more incentive from a from a person telling you than you are from a machine, because you can just ignore the machine and not feel bad about it. So, so I think um, one of the things that's probably worth exploring a little bit is, you know, if you if you if you look under the hood of a mentor and think and try and understand sort of you know what what is it what's it doing what are the elements of it and and rich you kind of started to touch on some of this um so i think 
that they're one of the things that's really interesting about mentors and is different from the kind of standard chat gpt style interface that a lot of people are used to when they've been kind of playing around with ai is instead of the human ask asking the question it's the ai that's asking the question um, and so the ai has to know what kinds of question to ask and to know how to react to the answers that are given and to understand the objective that it has so that it can kind of move towards a particular goal um and so it's not so much a question and answer in in the typical so i suppose google you know you ask google a question it gives you a bunch of answers instead it's it's actually trying to drive towards a particular objective and that, and that itself is quite different i think um it relies on a knowledge base um which might just be a single document or it could be you know a whole swathe of stuff um but i think i think you know what you were touching on earlier rich i think it's really interesting when you when you start to think about well how do i take what the users told me in my coaching session or in you know across the coaching sessions and how do i distill that as a, so, so that the model can then use that in every conversation that they have subsequently um because obviously you know the way the models work is they don't remember anything from the last time you spoke to them um and so as people building these kind of systems we have to be the ones that de de determine what's important for them to remember and what isn't um and so optimizing these kind of mentoring systems is is partly helping it understand what questions it needs to ask helping it to distill the the information that it's been given already um using that to make sure that subsequent conversations are human if you like um and then i think the other area is um well in fact two more so one is accuracy so how do you make sure that it's actually accurate to the to the area that it's trying to to help you with um so you know if you take the example of safety for example not uh accidentally hallucinating and saying yeah you should lift 150 kilos uh is probably a good idea uh so so actually ensuring that the subject matter expertise is accurate um which i think is quite important um and then also making sure that you or, or we're able to help it have some kind of personality as well um so i think all, all of those elements have to come together and and that means that it's not an entirely straightforward oh i'll just call the chat gpt api to build this thing it's actually you know much more nuanced than that to do a really good mentor um but i think when you know when you have all of those elements in place then i think it can be really powerful it's funny actually so this idea of actually for a mentor instead of me talking to the ai the ai needs to talk to me <laughs> and and that might um sound like what's the difference there but actually there's a lot of difference in terms of the ai being proactive and having agency to 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 initiate um so for, in the case of mentors topics and, and 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 i guess lessons and and if you want to move towards this idea of okay it's a personalized interactive learning journey 
that means it can't just be like a TED talk with some slideshows that it goes through. That there needs to be an understanding of, of what point you are in the journey. It needs to be able to stop and address issues as as they crop up, but also get you through that that journey. So get you through those slides, but with the questions along the way. And and interestingly, so I, I've been doing some some research on this um, this week actually, and what I've been found. What I've found's been working well is actually give give that the AI mentor autonomy and agency to to decide what um what it should do next. So instead of kind of having a list of topics that it needs to go through, if you just seed it with um um a list of goals and expected outcomes at the end of the course, and then you also seed it with all of the the chat history, which if we're getting into the technicals needs to be summarized as well. But if it has those two things, it can always see what point you are at the journey, um, and it always knows the bits you're struggling with. It, it can always expand on those bits, but also get you through to the end of the like kind of quote unquote course. So, so one of the other things then um, that that raises, if if I if I think about a lot of great coaches in particular, are as well as the motivation inspiration and other things they actually quite often give you a concrete list of actions um which we haven't really talked about but this this idea of um so first of all how do you make the ai proactive because they're not they just wait for a request um but then also how do you make it structure its feedback to you as a mentee or coachy uh that it's then saying okay here's the list of things i want you to do before our next session um and, and so you know I, I i it feels to me as if there's definitely something in there that's around tasks and kind of the assignment of tasks and the triggering of tasks and all of that sort of stuff which isn't in the kind of normal bog standard um chat interface that we have with and that one that one for me is, is really interesting that idea of 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 determining of, of the ai determining the path to the outcomes and and saying yeah i'm putting this in this needs i recognize that this needs to be achieved or be a task for the mentee what have you. the other the other thing i was wondering about as you were speaking earlier jars was is it worth thinking about or is is it possible to to put in um considerations about how to how to do the mentoring so we talked about the topics about what it should be saying and and how it's focusing on on outcomes but for instance could you feed somebody's myers-briggs profile into the ai mentor to give it um a guidance of how it's speaking to its mentee and 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 to absolutely shape the tone and approach it's taking so i i mean theoretically yes absolutely uh the bit I, I think it would be interesting to test actually is you know how well versed in myers-briggs or any of the other frameworks the ai actually is um and i think you know as a general rule what i've seen if you look at ai's knowledge across different categories and particularly where it's sort of publicly available information they're actually really good at or the, the models generally are pretty good at understanding what those things are so if you say i'm entp or whatever um mm -hmm. then 
well we should test it i think because uh that it's a it's a fascinating way of seeing if it will react and respond in a different way um but i, I suppose really what you're asking is can you give it a potted um deal with this person in this way um so you know entp might be the shorthand for uh you know this person likes to be dealt with in this way that way and the other way and i can't remember myers briggs well enough to know you to yeah, yeah, to yeah yeah but tell but, you what those but, are yeah but it's a, it's a it's a it's a process of personalization or it's another layer of personalization so so if we talked about personalization being in the path that somebody's going through the mentoring process so the you know the the the, the ai allowing being allowed to set the the route from the start point to the objectives and tailor those to the responses they get the ai is getting tailor those to the people um, and we've talked about various other you know the personalization in time that you know the time that people talk to it and 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 how they're responding and 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 where they're responding and so forth i.e able to do it it feels to me a really interesting piece because it is you know, if you are a mentor, one of the things you need to recognize is how people, how your mentees are responding and which approach to take to get the best response from them. And sometimes you have to be gentle and sometimes you have to be sort of coaxing and, and, and letting them work it through. And sometimes some people react very well to just being told. And I, it, just, it just occurred to me as you were talking that actually it would be a really interesting layer on the AI mentor system to have some kind of of recognition of of people's either explicit or implicit preferences about how they're being talked to yeah and i think i mean what one of the other example ais that i saw was actually uh one that had absorbed well basically been given a knowledge base of a set of coaching methodologies essentially um and so having you know once it understands the coaching methodology then the question is can it then apply that uh because essentially what you're saying is you know you might start with the gentle uh you know the the helping people work it out for themselves by asking questions but eventually after three or four coaching sessions you might just go oh for god's sake just do this um <laughs> this is why i'm not a coach by the way um but I think, you know, having or either through, um, you know, retrieval augmented generation, so a knowledge base that you, you feed into it in the prompt or actually potentially uh, a fine-tuned version of a model, which is fine-tuned specifically for coaching. Um, and, and I could certainly see there being, you know, a benefit in the fine-tuning end of things because what you're then able to do is to say okay we know it will always behave consistently when it comes to the, the methodology that it applies to coaching um now what what i think you then have to do is to say okay you know the, we've we've talked about lots of different things that you want to feed into the model and one of the big issues you then have is confusing the hell out of it because you're trying to tell it to do 15 different things and it's going whoa i don't understand um so actually you know, understanding what to feed in when is also pretty important. 
um, and how to distill that down into like one or two sentences that you can feed in. So it goes, yeah, okay, got this. So one question actually. So if you're a um, if you're a coach or a mentor today, um, what could you be doing like in the today or or this week in terms of getting um, an understanding of how you might be able to clone yourself and and if that would work yeah i i think that's a great question because actually there's a broader piece of not just for coaches and mentors that i think the way people should be thinking about how do they leverage ai is start to think about the knowledge that they have and how to distill that down um and you know you you see a very wide range in organizations of some that have everything kind of proceduralized and they know exactly how to do x y and z um and so that knowledge base kind of already exists and then at the other end of the spectrum you have organizations where it's all in the heads of the people um so if you're in that latter camp you're going to find it much harder than the ones who've got everything kind of proceduralized um but the good news is you know things like being able to just talk to a camera or even just record it audio and use that as a way of um of building a knowledge base is is entirely plausible um so i think you know it, it doesn't have to be a really formalized structured document although it probably helps if it is um you can just record like do a brain dump <laughs> and then um and that's the start of your knowledge base and then you can tune what's in there over time so so i think that's worth looking at um one of the other areas actually that i haven't touched on but i think is kind of interesting as well um is because you can now record your voice and turn it into an ai generated voice and you can do the same for your face creating much more personal mentors and coaches becomes again becomes feasible in a way that makes them much more human um and this is the point at which i say that actually i'm not here at all and this is my ai avatar talking <laughs> um it's not by the way but <laughs> would that that were true uh, i could be down the pub um so uh so you know i th i think there are so where we are now is is probably the more basic chat interface but there are people working on that much more personal kind of digital version of the human being um which again i think adds a whole different dimension to this this mentoring idea well i, I was going to ask Giles, you know quite apart from you being our our very own uncanny valley um but i was going to ask about about the staging of this because you know obviously typing um typing your interaction with your mentor is possibly a bit of a barrier and in you know in terms of of the alternate experience of actually sitting chatting to somebody yeah there is there is i suspect a, a point at which the chat interface is actually a fairly significant limitation at the moment on this idea of AI mentors. But yeah, are we at the stage where, for instance, you could have a, an audio conversation um, that is a chat to, in the same way that some of us chat away to Alexa, that, that actually 
we could be chatting to to a voice. Now we're recognizing that it is still generated and and it will still have that slight uncanny valley uh, experience. But actually, the idea of sitting chatting to somebody um, feels a, a much more immediate and possibly much more engaging experience. And is that possible at the moment? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, so the latest generation of OpenAI's Whisper model. So that does kind of bi-directional speech to text, text to speech. Um, there's a whole load of other ones. So um, Amazon have one, obviously, which powers Alexa. Google does as well, which is okay. Google, but um, but essentially um, adding a an audio sort of input to a chat window is, is actually pretty straightforward nowadays. Um, so so that part certainly um, you can do personalizing the voice so it sounds like the the coach or mentor is is uh, a, a bit more challenging and requires specific services but if you know if, if all you're after is um uh, something that sounds like one of a relatively small selection of voices that they have but actually do nowadays sound realistically like humans so the the latest version of the whisper model does actually sound genuinely like a real person um i, I mean i think what it's interesting though as well because there are businesses that have um, been fairly successful in the corporate sphere offering services through slack so question and answer type services through slack for example <clears throat> so you know there's it's definitely a channel that has some value and and people can work with um and actually i mean the when you then think about well how much of the human interaction is now spoken person to person versus you know through slack or through other things then weirdly in terms of the human interaction we've moved more towards the kind of text chat channel although interestingly my kids always send each other voicemails on whatsapp rather than typing yeah. stuff so you know maybe but it's I, going the other way but I, I do think that around this idea of of mentoring specifically and perhaps the wider um, bit about teaching that the 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 human to human spoken engagement is still incredibly important um you know we're looking at the the damage done to a whole generation of of kids that's gone through university and school and covid and yeah. done everything remotely and everything in a non human to human immediate way um and i think that i think that it feels to me that for if this type of mentoring is to cross the um, the barrier between being something that's quite interesting to something that is used every day by many people that you'll have to cross that barrier of of how are you engaging with the ai with the with your mentor and you know where you can make that spoken particularly and possibly video i think vi it feels to me that video is less important but but certainly be able to have a chat with somebody as if you were on the phone to them um, that feels to be would be quite a big, big, and important step towards it becoming acceptable. I, I quite like the idea of your AI mentor's voicemail, where it goes, "Sorry, I can't talk to you right now, but um, you know, I'm I'm, I'm down at the beach, <laughs> or uh, I'm 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 just uh, just sweeping through my rom." Funnily enough, it, it's quite, it's reasonably easy to 
hook into um, uh, like the Alexa AI um, and plug in Don't say your that. own personal she's, knowledge she's, base. She's just listening to you now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, so you can have that um, that personalized conversation. Um, well, now today, yeah, it's it's reasonably easy to set up. So we have we have so we have the, those areas. Then the area one is this area that we should and can gather our knowledge if we if we're wanting to set up mentoring services, um, we and create knowledge bases. And presumably on that one, actually, we also need to be thinking about RAG and and extending the experience of the mentor that we're setting up. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, I, I guess the the assumption is that the way you set it up will be with some sort of vector database with retrieval augmented generation and probably some kind of chat history. Um, now you can do that in straightforward way just by using you know chat gpt custom gpts uh if for a really basic one um if you want something more advanced then you know you'd need a platform that enables you to to set things up yourself or you know provides a bit more sophistication in the way that you customize it but but at, you know the steps themselves and the things you need to think about are the same because you have to you have to know okay well what is what's the process you're trying to take somebody through what are the objectives you have for them what's the expertise like the subject matter expertise that you need to think about um and uh you need uh, you know the, the ai to understand enough about how to answer how to ask questions rather than answer them um and it is worth just on a technical note worth kind of observing that the majority of the platforms um when they store things like chat history they always store human question and ai response and one of the issues you have with coaching and mentoring is that it's actually ai question and human response that you want to store as a bear um so you, you know you actually have to have a platform that operates slightly differently in order to to make it work well for for mentoring and the the other bit is, is when you're um talking about objectives you know and rich when you were talking earlier this idea of, of sort of a learning path is is very much objective driven and where the objectives are relatively clear and easily defined so presumably the path to them is is relatively easily worked out but do you guys see AI mentoring as being operating in in more general areas? I, you know, I'm a junior marketing person, and my mentor is going to help me through my career over the next three or four years, and and suggest things I need to learn, and suggest places I need to be, or people I need to meet, or you know, that sort of more buddy that that less di yes that buddy approach that less directed side of mentoring. Well, yeah. So, so if I give a very specific example of my own experience at the moment, and and uh, you know, I would say it's possibly not quite mentoring, but currently I use ChatGPT all the time to help me with coding. Um, and so I learn a massive amount. I mean, one of the areas where it helps in particular is if you're trying to pick up a new library 
um, which you've never used before, and it understands it already. So you just ask it questions, and it goes, oh, here's how you do it, <clears throat> um, which would have taken me days to do if I were doing it by myself. Um, and so, you know, I always think of AI as having the potential to give us us mere mortals superpowers. And one of them is, you know, I suppose the biggest superpower that AI gives you is the ability to process massive amounts of information very, very quickly, which we as humans, we just can't do. Um, and so, so I think as a general buddy, absolutely. Um, I think where you can make that more powerful from a, an organizational standpoint is to go, okay, it's not just what the marketing person's interested in, it's also what the organization wants them to be good at. And when you start combining those two things together, then you start to get much more productive organizations. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And especially the point around the the knowledge base that the AI has access to, because if you think in terms of what questions can it, can it answer, um, it could potentially have access to much more data, all the best coaching practices um, to a level that would be impossible for for, for a, a human to to know or um, have access to. And if you're thinking in terms of um, an organisation, if it's learning based on data that that your employees have um, based on your employee conversations with it, it, it it could be able to say, oh, somebody two years ago had that exact same question. Here's here's what we what we worked through then. Um, and that's knowledge that's that's retained within that organization and, and used again rather than like probably lost in, in that situation i love that that it's always been one of the principles of insight flow is that it's a place where you don't where or where organizations make sure that they don't lose their dna of knowledge and i i, I love this idea that says that that you know the the ai mentor system can build on 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 examples and build on experience over time i i think yeah that that thing about um you know google drive is where knowledge goes to die uh, and you could say the same about sharepoint or or um or OneDrive or whatever but but i do think yeah the ability to then process that information uh pull it back and make it relevant again is something that AIs have an enormous amount of power, not not just in mentoring, but kind of across the piece. So anyway, so that's that's uh, the mentor kind of idea and area. And and like I said, well, you, like you said, Graham, I'm I'm really excited about it because I think it has a huge amount of potential. I think um, in much the same way, YouTube has been a really amazing platform for experts. Uh, I think you know the the equivalent for AI um, will will allow those experts to elevate themselves um, even further. Um, it's also, by the way, been a great platform for charlatans. So, unfortunately, with the experts, you'll probably also get the charlatans. But you know, hey, have to take the rough with the smooth. Yeah, we have to um, apply the same um, principles of of doubt and checking and cross-referencing to AI mentors in the same way that we would to any other advisor we choose, I suspect. Yeah, and I think, you know, in, in the world that we inhabit, which is in the kind of business space, then then caveat emptor applies in the sense that you have to do your due diligence when you're looking to 
get mentors into your organization that are AI driven and, you know, make sure that they are properly sort of managed and looked after and the the information that they're using is is based on proper research, proper methodologies, all that kind of stuff. So so actually understanding the knowledge base becomes quite important at that point. Excellent. So it does mean that I'm I'm going to have more imaginary friends. You will have a friend, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so we've we we that it's a chat and a look at at something that is exciting, Giles. And um, those of you who are looking at the video of this will see that you can actually tell a little bit of, of between the real Giles and the uh, AI generated one. There are details that give it away a little bit, although it is all a wee bit uncanny valley. Um, I think it's fascinating, this one, because... The idea of of a personalized, um, intelligent, permanently on mentor and supporter and advisor feels very science fiction. And it's interesting that, really interesting to me, that this is one of the ones that we've chosen to be today's applications and things that we can do today. So, yeah, I think I, I, I... also i'm incredibly excited by these possibilities across education and across across work the workplace and and improving staff and all sorts of other bits and pieces um i think that uh this is the the type of area where ai will really make a difference to our businesses and probably to our society so that's it for this week i've been graham i've been giles and I've been rich.